listening to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast. Hey, everybody, and a welcome back to another episode of Hollywood Boulevard podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've I've got my co-host. Let's go with uh, Joe Turk. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. Looking forward to this discussion. How's things going your way? Doing great. I'm I'm excited there too. Um, and then. We've got it's so funny because Alfred's got a picture of himself on you can't see it on the podcast. He's got a picture of himself smiling the whole time. So it's just <laughs> like I can just imagine that's what he's what he's like, you know, in the video. But how are you doing, Alfred Crane? Doing great, y'all. Doing fantastic. All right. And we got a special guest here. Um, my buddy Danny Terry is a huge, huge Ghostbusters fan. Uh, he has some podcasts of his own um, uh, that I'm sure he'll talk us talk to us about in a sec. But uh, welcome, Danny. How are you doing, Danny? Doing great. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, yeah, you have a podcast where you talk about like roller coasters and and stuff. And... Uh, yeah, I have, uh, it's called Coaster Junkies. It's more of kind of like an up and coming thing, but it's uh, something I like to do. But uh, we feature, you know, fans who love going to amusement parks. It's it's a lot of fun. We talk about, you know, our favorite coasters and amusement parks. So awesome. But, uh, so real quick, what what's your favorite one without spoiling anything from one of your podcasts? <laughs> oh man, had to actually label uh, put it down to my favorite. Well, or one of your favorites. There, one of my think. favorites. Yeah. Um, as far as like Disney World, for example, my favorite is Hollywood Studios. You know, because I, um, you know, I, I love doing independent filmmaking and i just absolutely love you know the hollywood um you know old school hollywood industry so um okay and uh it's kind of gone away from its original um mission but you know it's still a lot of fun um star wars galaxy's edge is there it's very popular uh one of my favorite dark rides there is uh is also a tower of terror um that's based on mm. the, the twilight zone series and matter of fact yeah. there was actually a movie uh, made by uh, DJ McHale, the uh, creator of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um, he ended up making a movie about Tower of Terror, and that was really cool. But And he got to interview with me, uh, DJ McHale, for, for an episode of Classic Car Television, which we may bring back. I have uh, I've been thinking about that because uh, I didn't really dive into that uh, world um, much. I didn't even get to talk about Supernatural, I don't think so. Um you know, um, well, I'm, in, I'm interested on some of these coasters and stuff. I I, I enjoyed the um, uh, uh, Universal, um, the Hulk one. So I, I, that was one I really like. But I'm I'm interested to hear hear some of your stuff on some of that. So yeah, it really depends on the park. But like, um, you know, I don't necessarily have a favorite theme park. You know, I um, it kind of, you know, I have my favorite in each kind of category. So like. Among the Sea yeah. World parks, my favorite is Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. Among Disney, you know, my favorite is Hollywood Studios. With Universal, that's kind of a toss-up. I mean, it's kind of um, I, I would say more Islands of Adventure because that's where most of the coasters are located. Um, but now my fo- favorite roller coaster at Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, is the Griffin. Lots of fun. Yeah, well, there's not a Ghostbusters ride, you know. No, unfortunately, there should not. be. There should be. Yeah, they're really great. dropping the ball on that. I mean, they mm-hmm. should they should do that. Well, it's owned by well, Sony, right? So, what theme park could own it? I've been on a couple Batman rides at a uh, Six Flags over Georgia. And I know it's not Ghostbusters, but they were really cool. 
My favorite's got to be the Loch Ness Monster at Bush Gardens. And my That's buddy and I were huge Aliens fans. We get up to the top before the first drop. We'd always yell, Express Elevator to Hell, going down. <laughs> we uh, we yeah. rode a Loch Ness Monster during Hallow Scream. Danny, uh, his buddy Scott, and myself. Well, my buddy Scott, my buddy Scott too. Uh, we rode uh, rode that, and uh, I actually was saying it, it, it's not what it used to be. It's a, a way more rickety now that I can't uh, can't say it's my favorite um, anymore. But I used to think so. It's I think they're shutting rickety. it down for a little while. Yeah, are they? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually rickety now, but it won't be next year because they're actually doing a complete revamp. They're adding all new parts, uh, new pieces of track. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot smoother. Uh, I, yeah, they're gonna new a, a new paint job. I think they're updating a lot of the special effects. So yeah, wasn't there like yeah. I remember in the beginning when I first wrote it, there was like some kind of thing that like would attack like a dragon, like the Loch Ness monster. You'd you'd actually see it inside the thing. Now now that's gone. You don't see that anymore. So yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that that'd be cool. They're 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 gonna bring a, a lot of the effects back. They're extending the storyline uh, for the pre-show. So like all the stuff that you see in the queue line. Um, beforehand they're adding a lot more to the uh Loch Ness Monster lore so it's it's really funny they never did that with Big Bad Wolf but they're doing <laughs> yeah. it with the Loch Ness Monster it's... yeah that that was my favorite now unfortunately it's um oh which which one is it now they they it's 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 in the part there's another one in its place uh, for they, they, yeah they use some there's some homages to it in there but that was my favorite yeah and yeah. The, 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 the wolf had the few fighter pilots that it was pretty close to a simulation of, of flying a fighter jet in combat. See, so we're, we're, we're doing a plug here for your, your podcast here. We definitely Yes, to, we're, we're talking um, coasters, and I, I think we should be going back to Ghostbusters 2, yeah. which yeah, is right. our, yeah. uh, our... Ghostbusters, our... not Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Alfred, Ghostbusters. There's, there's the, there is the coaster ride dame, yeah. if they ever make one. So, well, Sony, get on that. You know? As far as Ghostbusters in the parks, um, currently Universal does have the exclusive rights to the Ghostbusters. Um, currently, there's not really a lot. There used to actually be um, shows uh, for the Ghostbusters, um, and they had like meet and greets. Um, long, long time ago, they actually. I, used I to thought have, there uh, was. Yeah. yeah, they used to have a. Uh, it was a recreation of the rooftop scene from the first Ghostbusters nice. uh, when they were facing up against Gozer. Um, so they still have that exclusive. Did uh, the Marshmallow still... Man show up? Uh, I think, yeah, Stay Puft. Yeah. And so they still have the exclusive theme park rights. So there's always a possibility. Um, there's been some rumors that they might have a maze for them, uh, maybe sometime in the future at Halloween Horror Nights. Now, there actually is an awesome video. You guys should check it out. I'll uh, definitely have to uh, drop a link when I'm able to find it. But there was a fan, big time uh, Ghostbusters fan. Uh, that did that animated a concept for a Ghostbusters roller coaster, and it's fantastic. And yeah, you know, pays great homage to the original. That movie. would be great if they if they ever did that. something like that. Yeah. Um. So my dad pointed out a thing at the end of the first Ghostbusters that was actually a continuity error that I don't know if uh -oh. you guys ever picked up. Um, so at the end of Ghostbusters, it was nighttime when they were fighting Gozer, right? And everything. And then all the uh, marshmallow fell on everybody and stuff. And then when they're leaving, all of a sudden saying goodbye, it's all daytime. Now in the script, it actually does say night that they leave and everything. But in the movie, it was weird that they 
did that. Now I think that might have been a they did this also and we we reviewed um for what the fuck Friday we reviewed society the movie society and at the end of society mm-hmm. it's nighttime and stuff and then they go outside and it's daytime. So I think this might be a thing people do is like, you know, this is more light and people can, you know, can see it, what's it, going it, on. It, 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 it's like that victories happened or that or they've gotten through the darkness of the story or something like that. They they survived it. But I it makes it, no I Chain, sense. I think Chainsaw had something similar at the end of that. It, it it transitioned a little bit, got a little bit brighter at the end or something. I can't remember exactly, but but that's a good point about Ghostbusters. I mean, and, and maybe there was something with having the um all those extras or something like that too. I yeah. Don't know. Um. And so anyway. I just I thought about that. I wanted to bring that up before we talk about the new one, um, which made no sense to me as one thing. Like the way that they ended with everything, and now five years later, all of a sudden, uh, they're back to like square one where nobody trusts them. Like they all think they're frauds. They're blah blah blah, and they're not. You know, they they defended. Against a state puff, people saw a you know a hundred foot state puff, puff marshmallow ban. You know there is no way that the people would believe. You know would would feel that way. And so I was sort of like when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Are they? I think they're doing this so that they're not similar to the cartoon. You know, what's uh hmm. what's everybody's thought on that? Sounds good. I like the cartoon a lot because very positive and upbeat, but yeah, you're right. And real quick about the cartoons. Remember they had the Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. And then they had the one with the big ape, which is from a... <laughs> it's also called show. Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I think there were some right, there were some rights rules or something like that, that they bought the rights for it. I was reading something on it. Um, I can't remember the universal. details of it. Yeah. Yeah, and there, yeah. And there was something with... um. Uh, the He-Man reference was even tied to it or something. Um, yeah. Uh, with with the rights with Filmation, I think, was the one. Oh, yeah, you're filming right. Lou Shimer. Lou Shimer production. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess they had to set them to ground the characters to where they could be sort of brought back up, I guess. But um, uh, it was a little bit of a different take um, five years later and how things have changed. But Yeah, yeah. Um... Five years it, it passed, but so okay. So the first Ghostbusters gets made, and this is a huge success. So much so that merchandising becomes the the biggest thing. Like everybody, and that was a Spaceballs reference. Uh, another great eighties movie. Um, and uh, there's um, you know, there's I, I I had. I mean, not only do I have the shirt, and so does Danny have a little uh, Ghostbusters um, t shirt. But um, I had uh, I used to have all the toys. I had a, a mini proton pack that actually had the little things shooting out. And I I mean, the real Ghostbusters was meant for me, like as a kid. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely was the target audience, and and I wanted I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. In fact, I remember writing in my. Uh, in my preschool and I had it for a long time. I don't know if I still do or not, but in, we had this like scrapbook of different things. And one of the things in the beginning of the, um, uh, what is it? The beginning of the year, it says, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
And uh, I think I said a veterinarian, you know, right? And stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I think later somebody told me that I had to put dogs down to die. And I said, no, I don't want to do that anymore. And so by the end of the year, uh, it said, what do you want? It like finished. Well, what do you want to be, you know, a year late, you know, at the end of the year? And I said, a Ghostbuster. And I really, I think I pretty truly believe they were real, you know, that these were, and now there are ghost hunters and ghosts, yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah. So, so, so you were, um, I know we always talk about like the first time seeing it and stuff like that. Did you actually get to see this one in the theaters in first no. row? I mean, oh, wait, wait, no. Ghostbusters 2, yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'll think you, you would have been what, the first one I was, I would have been two. You know, yeah, when so that it, came it, out. yeah, so you were like six or eight or something like that. So I you was were, seven. It, so. Yeah, so you could, you could have saw this one at the yeah, end. So I I like yeah, my parents these. brought me to it. Or, uh, so here's an interesting thing, too. I talked to my dad about it a while ago, and my dad, uh, thought that the state, uh, was it the, uh, the Statue of Liberty coming was part of the first ending to the first movie, and that's why we ended up watching and seeing whatever. And I said, no, no, no that's that's part two. I know. I was like, don't test me on this stuff. I know Ghostbusters. Like I've seen it way more times than I can count. You know, both. You know, movies. And he was like, so we watched it. We watched that other part, but I was like, you had to have seen part two. So I'm pretty sure he took me to see part two but he just hated it so much or something or didn't like it that he just completely put it out of his memory you know kind of thing because it's not as it's not as great as the first i still love it but once again it was made for me so yeah let's go around the room joe when was the first time you saw it um i saw it in the theaters uh i was like uh 16 i think at the time so um uh, here in uh, in Virginia, saw it at, at Old Coliseum Four, um, uh, a little theater that's no longer there. It's, it's a parking lot by a Hooters. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, saw it saw it there. It was it, um, in the great summer of '89, um, uh, which uh, everybody knows for movie wise. There's a lot of uh, the seminal movies that took place in that time period. So yeah, saw it saw it at Coliseum Four. It was uh, uh, great. Um, I was looking forward to it. It was one of the big ones for the summer for me. So solid opening weekend. All right. What about you, Alfred? Alfred, you there? He's on mute. All right. Well, oh, all yeah. right. go ahead, Alfred. Where did, when did you uh, uh, first see um, the, uh, this movie, uh, Ghostbusters 2? I believe it was the same place when Joe saw it at. It goes back. I saw it in the theater with my uncle and a couple of my friends. What year did it come out again? 1989? Um, it, came out, it came out in June of 89. Okay, yeah, I think I saw it there. And I probably want to see it with a couple of my buds and my Uncle Bob. He used to drive us to movies and stuff. I think I saw it there at Beachmont, but it must have been the Coliseum. You know what? I'm, I'm like thinking you guys were in the same room and you guys never knew. That'd be it, funny. It, it's funny. So, uh, we we might have been waiting in line right by each other or something like that. Yeah. Back then, that's what we had to do. That we had to like wait around, wait around the building and stuff like that because it was. Only yeah. a you guys were years. right next to each other in the seats and watching it, and then later, years later, that was foreshadowing. The years later that you'll be on the show. We really yep. saw it at night. It, was, it must have been like the premiere weekend or something. This is what we, we tried to do if it came 
we try to always go to the first night, but I think it was like a Saturday night we saw it. But it was, was it daylight? It. Was it daylight when you came, was it daylight when you came out of it? <laughs> yeah, they, they, said, um, they said there's a solar eclipse, and <laughs> no, we're not talking about a little shop of horrors here. We're talking. No. Ghostbusters too. Well, well, that does have Rick Moranis in it still. But, you know. Right, you know that's why he's getting it all mixed up. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm busy buying insurance and vitamins. <laughs> he's not doing that. He's selling uh, selling these bad boys now. My little Audrey two. Well, actually, he's Audrey three. I'll get into. This. I was gonna say Peter McNichol is a surprise. I remember him in Dragon Slayer, and then he's in, and this is the artist, so we'll get to that later, thanks. Yep. Well, how about you, Danny? Gosh, I'm, I'm dating myself. I, I would have been only two years old when that movie came out, so. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were younger than me. For some reason, oh, I thought we were oh, the same age. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, Danny, we, we, have, we, have, a, we have somebody younger than, than, than yeah. Jonathan on this. That's, that's, that, that, that might it's be not normal. For, 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 the, for this um, podcast. Uh, the first time I would have seen uh, Ghostbusters two was on VHS when it so when it when it came to video. But you know I saw both uh, original movies, absolutely loved them. You know, and I can really relate to what John was saying. You know, just one of those kids that just really wanted to uh, be a Ghostbuster. Um, absolutely loved uh, the real Ghostbusters. You know, I watched watched that um, as I was a kid in the, in the nineties and just fell in love with the Ghostbusters franchise and just loved it ever since um the only movies oh, like i haven't really cared for the 2016 one but um the wow. uh that's okay you get a pass on that one <laughs> afterlife was awesome so that's oh, my yeah. personal opinion afterlife was awesome for one reason because the little boy who tells you know who tells uh dan dan Aykroyd and uh ernie hudson that uh that they're they're that his dad says that they're uh, uh, that they're full of crap is the director of Ghostbusters Afterlife years later. You know, it was so funny because him and his uh, and his sister Catherine Reitman, who is very much known for being in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, they she played the little girl who had the little puppy and everything, and then Harold Ramis wanted the puppy taken away, um, but. It, it's really funny that they wanted they told him so now looking back at it it's like wait so ivan reitman told you guys that uh they're told you that they're they're full of crap you know like it's kind of a funny funny thing to me um now knowing that but yeah um i love i i actually loved um afterlife a lot i thought it had some issues with with cgi stuff that i wasn't happy with but uh, but all in all, I, I was, I was 100%, like I was back as a kid in fucking, you know, mode watching it. So I, uh, I remember how giddy. What were you saying, Alfred? I mean, you still need to watch that one. Yeah. Oh, dear, you, yeah, yeah. Definitely check that out. Cause I mean, there's a lot of sequels that come out there or after all these years that, that are quite disappointing, but that's, it, there's a, there's a very, 2016. Too. yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Lady yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. which I thought was going to be great because it had my favorite director, Paul Feig, you know, directing it. So I thought, oh, my God, he can't screw this up. I guess he could, you know, like um, everybody's got everybody's got a turkey in him, I guess. Huh? And, you know, <laughs> it, the worst part was it 
it wasn't to me it wasn't like what quote unquote woke <laughs> you know uh for mm-hmm. that one i think it just wasn't i i think it just wasn't funny and that was the problem like it it relied too much on um it being girls being the ghostbusters instead of just being ghostbusters you know which i think mm-hmm. jason reitman understood you know my and- buddy gary he was saying that I mean, I don't want to get too far off the track of this, but it would have been just if there were Ghostbusters franchise out there and they still had the original characters, it was the same universe, that would be half the problem with it eliminated for me. Because why I started over with, you know, and just, I thought if there was just like a franchise of the Ghostbusters, it would be cool. Yeah, and, and that's what Afterlife is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a passing of the torch, you know, which is nice. Um, hey, real quick, check out the, the, the chat. I posted my seventh grade yearbook picture. Look at the shirt I'm wearing. Nice. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. I'm a Ghostbuster. Oh, I'm a Ghostbuster, but you can't see, yeah. you can't see the full thing, I guess, can you? Yeah, but I remember that shirt very well. So everyone else doing college shirts and I'm wearing a Ghostbuster shirt. The, the, the next year, buddy, Space Battleship Model shirt. So it's awesome. I wish I wish my high school picture was that cool. Hmm. My yeah, mom well, always made me dress up for those things. Well, this came out like in in um, the year that I was get, going into my senior year of high school, so I was like just starting the summer of, of, of that break. So, so yeah, so that I, I'm sure I, I I think I had a Ghostbusters T-shirt at one point too, and it was one of those ones that didn't have the you know in the '80s they had like a lot of shirts that didn't have sleeves, just but it wasn't like a tank top, but it was like full and it just cut off at the shoulders, and it was just um, I think I had a black one. Um, well, this shirt's from the from the original movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mine. Yeah. So, um, uh, but, but yeah, um, so, uh, real quick, I know it came out in summer of 89. Um, everybody knows, I always said the, the summer movie, uh, movie references and stuff like that because, um, the, the week it came out, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was number two. Um, so, uh, that was great. Other stuff that, that week was Dead Poet Society was out, um, Field of Dreams, Roadhouse, Pet Cemetery. Um, twins. Then there was a couple of bad ones too. I mean, there was Star Trek Five, um, uh, No Holds Barred, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Man, that's a great so, year for movies. Whoa. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that summer, that's when Batman came out too. So, and, um, yeah, that's right, and, and Batman '89. Yeah, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Rick Moranis there too. Um, that was that in, in that summer, and in a cult movie that I love, um, UHF came out that month. That, yes, that summer too. Yes. Um. So, so yeah, big year. By the way, Siskel and Ebert, I watched their review of this movie and they absolutely trash it. Oh my god, I was like, you guys are a bunch of nerds. Like they said they know, laughed once. Yeah, they laughed. You saw it? You saw the little Well, clip? yeah, I, I I think you posted it out somewhere and um I watched that. I, then I I took it a, I took it a step further and watched they had an end of the worst of the year broadcast for 1989. Yeah, and that is one of the worst of the year. And, and they said the, the stuff about not laughing, but one time or something like that. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say this movie's perfect by any stretch, but it, there's a lot of part twos that that I mean, this this is on the better end of the part twos, in my opinion. Yeah, and there's a lot of comedy in it that I laughed at. I don't know what the part but... two is not a number two. Yeah, <laughs> not, <laughs> not number two. Like it, you have to go number two. You know. 
<laughs> um, and it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't a shit movie, you know, or anything. It's just the the problem I I see with it and rewatching it now as an adult and everything. I think the biggest problem I see with it is it's too similar to the first one. You know, like even if you tried to explain this, they go, wait, haven't I seen this before in the first one? You know, like uh, it starts out with them not, you know, being kind of frauds and nobody believing in them. Then they then they defeat uh, those two uh, ghosts in the courtroom. So now they're back and all of a sudden they're they're zapping ghosts that all all around, which doesn't make any sense to me because I'm like, wait, so ghosts just appear now. Nobody's been, you know like nobody's been noticing these ghosts for all you know what I mean? like for five years or whatever uh well, well, yeah. well the ooze did it it was the sludge or slime or whatever uh sure they could start yeah, bringing there, there was a lot of uh anger in the courtroom and this slime um reacted to negative energy so you know as a result mm-hmm. of the the judge getting really ticked off at the ghostbusters that's why the scolari brothers came out because yep. they were um criminals that he had tried and uh, tried them for murder and gave them the electric chair. So that's why yeah. those specific ghosts came out because they yeah. were attached to him and to the courtroom. Yeah. And, and the guy who played the judge too, that was a very quick cameo in there basically, but love Harris Yulin. I mean, it, uh, I mean, Scarface. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, you know, but I mean, it, in, in that scene where he just starts going off on them and just yell. They're the <laughs> brothers. Them. He's like, I, I put them away. Them, so many. I gave them the chair. He like screams everything. Like, dude, isn't the point right now that you've been screaming too much before? Just don't scream. Stop screaming. <laughs> you know, like this is what's causing the problem. Um, but yeah, it's there's so much negative energy inside. Uh, which uh, I think that's that that's the greatest line from the mayor is uh. You know, being, you know, uh, being negative is the greatest thing that a New Yorker, you know, is allowed to have, you know, or whatever, you know, I don't know the exact line, but I loved it. I thought I thought that having the mayor back was fantastic. Um, His new assistant being Kurt Fuller, who I just adore and everything I've ever seen him in. Um, But I I'm a huge Supernatural fan, TV show Supernatural. And um he was the he was in that at the in season five and maybe four and five, but he is oh, just a fantastic actor. So yeah. see, I've never I've never seen Supernatural. Is, is he like a because a, it seems like everything I always see him in, he's like a a, a dickish type of character. <laughs> he's a dick. He is, uh, <laughs> he is and I think even I think even D, uh, Dean in the movie calls him a dick at one point. You're a dick. Okay, you know right because he's because like the whole point is he's a. Uh, He's a he's an angel. He's an archangel. Um, okay. not which one. Uh, but he's he's an archangel, and uh, he's trying to trying to get them to, uh, be possessed by Lucifer and, uh, you know Lucifer and uh, uh God, you know or whatever. He's so the archangel. Is which, it the archangel Richard? No, he's not the archangel Dick. Um, but he's, uh, I forgot what his, he was, he was, maybe he wasn't Archangel, uh, but he was, he was a big, you know, he's a big part of it and stuff. And well, so, he, well, he seems to play, he seems to play that type of character really well. So, I mean, it's, you know, um, now this so. is bothering me. So I have to look this up. 
I'll see see what see what his character was. Yeah, what which one he was. Uh the character he played in this is Hardemeyer. Um Zachariah was his name in this. Um but she's just an angel, I guess. But he was he was the one trying to tell them, like, look, you need to you know, you need to So was he was he like a regular on the show or was it just like He was for like the he was a he was a good amount. He did uh how many episodes? It says Eight episodes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you you see them, like you're you yeah, you know gotcha. you know and everything. Um, gotcha. but yeah, he's he's great in it. Um, uh, was it um, he's great in everything. I loved him. I loved him in this. Like it was so fun to see him in this because I love the line where uh, where where Peter Vakeman's like, "I'm a voter. Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt?" <laughs> you know, right? And yeah, I just. <laughs> I loved him so he was great um uh and then so what 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 pulled you what pulled you into the movie like um, uh that that just makes you absolutely like like really love it i mean what's what's the thing that because I, I know that this was your choice so i'm just trying to trying to um what what made me i know how much I, 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 well, I, I know how much part one means to you just as like it's probably one of your top five or ten movies ever uh, the first and we one, did but... part one for mm-hmm. film freaks so i yes. didn't want to do it over again so i chose mm-hmm. two because it was still in the uh 80s you know when we were doing the 80s you know this are by the way danny just so you know well this is 80s uh season you know so it's all 80s movies and stuff and i picked uh picked this because well a i knew we wouldn't do it for film freaks because a Paul will have yeah, no interest in it, and uh, yeah, and I could get other people to do it, but it just it it it's not it's not my favorite. Like Film Freaks is films we love. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard is more just Hollywood in general, and this is probably a this shows a Hollywood sequel. You know, they had a bigger budget, they had, mm-hmm. um, and and they did basically tried to redo the movie, the first one, in a way, in a way, but be different you know and stuff um enough where i think the statue of liberty scene was fucking phenomenal still to this day especially because i watched it on peacock and i think peacock has it in 4k and it just looked phenomenal and i want to own that does uh, danny do you have the 4k of this uh yeah i have the 4k for actually i think for the first two and also for afterlife as well yeah it's um i need to get yeah. Part two and Afterlife because I, th- I, I thought the I owned the two pack. Oh. Yeah, I, th- I thought I owned the two pack of them because I, I I have I have um, the original in regular DVD and Blu-ray and I think 4K. But it was like I looked around, I was like, oh no, I don't have part two. But then I I looked, and I saw it streaming. So, but yeah, it was. It, it seemed like it wasn't 4K. So for the uh, for the stream, so that it, it looked good. I mean, it, it looked it looked and sounded good on there, but. But I can't believe I don't own it. To, um, that's mm. going to have to be a that's going to be corrected soon enough. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, by the by, the end of the year or sometime next year. Um, Alfred, do you own this movie? <laughs> He's muted still. <laughs> Alfred, Alfred's on a delay today. It's okay. It's okay. No, I don't have it. I don't have either of them. But I know them so much by heart that. But I, I like to watch them every now and again. So. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I don't, but I just kind of haven't got around it. But you know, they just such a joy, and I remember them so well because I saw them so much. But yeah, did I'm you rewatch this, or did you already like know so much? I, I remember a lot. Okay, 
Okay. This is yeah, my favorite so, line in the movie than the two, so uh I I rewatched it because I hadn't seen it in so long. I Same had here. to see it again. And I was watching it yesterday, just laughing my butt off, going, This is still funny. Like I think I will watch it again though after this, because it's like um I just um you know, there's a lot of stuff I forgot about it. So it's probably a good time to start rewatching it again. I love that with a movie I really love is when you don't watch it for a while and you kind of forget some things. Or you you know, you see some upcoming actor back then who was like no big thing and then it's like someone really famous and you're like, I didn't know they were in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> was a movie. Anyway. Like Cheech Marin, who's in this movie? Like very small role. Yeah, he, but... was, yeah. he, was he the one that acknowledged the Titanic were coming in? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was more of a cameo though. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Because like it was, was so small, it felt really weird. I was like, well, because Cheech was like in his prime at that time, so yeah, yeah Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I didn't look to see the credits if I didn't look and see the credits if it was him or not. But I was like, that looks so much like him. And sounds like sure him. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there, great. There was there was other there was other cameo or um, uh, smaller roles of people that just popped up that I saw too. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's. Um, yeah, but they brought everybody basically back. So that, that's one thing that usually with the sequels that they're um, and, and they gave they gave a couple of them a little bit more in a different way. And I kind of liked it, like um, with Rick Moranis and Annie Potts. Um, yeah, and they got to be a relationship. Thing. Yeah, that, okay. that, I, I really I, I dug that. I mean, I know it's a little side thing. It's not really relevant to the grand scheme of the story, but it gave them a little bit of um, uh, of unique humor that wasn't there from the first one. Well, it was so weird to sort of like if you watched uh, Ghostbusters one and then two back to back, it might be a little jarring because like Annie Potts in part two does not look like Annie Potts in part one. Like they almost look completely different characters too. like her red hair. And that is just as so like bold and everything. Um, yeah, well, I think they, I think they did that because of the cartoon. Yeah, they they did that because of real Ghostbusters, because so more more kids especially were used to seeing Janine with red hair and uh, with bigger glasses. That's why they changed the. And also, her character is a little different too. Like she's uh, she's a bit more ditzy in the second one, but like in the first one, I I don't remember her being. Yeah, ditzy she at was all. not ditzy at all in the first no. one. She was very scientific and mm -hmm. smart, and she was like. She was hitting on uh, Harold Ramis. I remember that line where she was like, I like to play racquetball, which is what my dad does. So it always made me laugh. Like, you don't hear racquetball that much in, in movies, especially these days, you know, that mm -hmm. it's just kind of funny. Um, but then she, you know, um, and then this one, she asked, yeah, she was a little bit more ditzy, but I mean, she's still, she was still sort of, she had the attitude that Janine had, you know? So it worked. Well, there, there, I was guess. A, there was a little bit more. I don't. I don't want to call it innocent playfulness. May I don't know. Maybe in this one, it seemed like it. And I think that was probably because of the cartoon series. They sort of tweaked it a little bit to to not be as. I mean, Murray still had some of those his his wisecracks that were kind of biting a little bit. But um, it seemed just a little bit. It seemed lighter in some aspects with the humor. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah. Um. Okay. Real quick, I want to talk about something that I'm going to forget if I don't say it now. That's the picture I have right now with the uh, Slimer as the bus driver. So in the movie, um, 
Rick Moranis comes to the bus stop and he says, oh, it's you, right? And I was like, wait, when did he meet Slimer, right? Did you guys catch that too? Did you? Uh... I, I think there, I, I thought I read somewhere along the way through the years or something that there was more to that story and they just cut a lot of it out. Yep. Um, so you can actually see it. I saw it in the video. Oh, online. really? This is a cut scene with, uh, so, and it actually explains also the ending of the movie. So uh, there's a scene right before um, Annie and, uh, uh, Rick Moranis are leaving the 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 place to go. I guess um, uh, go <clears throat> go to um, well. They end up going over to um, Peter Venkman's house to babysit and everything. Oscar, poor Oscar. Um, they end up. Uh, he comes downstairs with the proton pack on his back, and he's looking for Slimer. Slimer's going around the and this felt like real ghostbusters so i was like i don't know why they didn't leave this in for the kids the kids would have loved this but slimer's going around the uh the the firehouse right and he's going right and uh and rick moranis has a thing on his back where he can see like a, a little mirror where he can see go wow. the the you know see slimer he sees him turns around and he uh, starts to zap him. But as he starts to zap him, Janine is walking in. And so he almost hits her, almost zaps her. And then, you know, you hear Slimer like, fly off and everything. And uh, so Janine comes up to him and says, um, you know, uh, what are you doing? And he's like, I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like a fifth Ghostbuster. And she was like, why do you want to be a Ghostbuster? You're already an accountant. <laughs> and I thought that was a funny line. <laughs> and then she, he goes, well, in case the if one of them is sick or they need somebody extra, I can be there, you know, to help out. And then he looks over and goes, but shh, don't tell anybody about this. You know, um, I, I'm a, you know, Ghostbuster in secret, you know, or whatever. And, and that explains later why he has the pack on and why he comes to take over and then why he ends up seeing Ghostbuster Slimer as the bus driver and saying, oh, it's you because he was trying because I, I was trying to he, he goes, I was trying to catch that uh, that that smelly green guy and I'm like, that's the first time I ever heard somebody, I think, say that Slimer was smelly. You know, I don't think he ever they ever said that in the first movie and they never say that in real Ghostbusters unless, you know, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so so you said you saw this just on um, online or something? Yeah, it's on YouTube, uh, I think. Yeah. OK, so, so Danny, maybe, you know, this is it on is this on the 4K? Do you know or? Uh, this additional these at additional least footage? on the special features, I know it's not during uh, I mean, Unless, unless Ivan Reitman decided to do like an extended version, uh, I don't recall it being in the main part of the movie. But, but like, was I, it a deleted scene in it? It you might know? be on a deleted scene, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. there actually is an earlier scene in the montage when you know they go back to being Ghostbusters again, and um, there it, it's a shot in the firehouse, and um. Lewis is calling out to Janine, you know, it's time for lunch. And then he sees Slimer eating his lunch. And that, uh, so that's, that's more of kind of like, okay, 
that shows an encounter that he had with Slimer previously. Yeah, so, so there's two. So they cut it's out built, two. Built, 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 built a rivalry sort of type of thing. Well, like, it, or, or, yeah. I don't so, know why they cut these. I mean, it may be length, but no, no, like that's, that's in the movie. That's in the, the theatrical it? release. Yes. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's it's a just a quick shot. It's during the montage, uh, like as you know, they're back. Oh God, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Never so he mind. Did, uh, it did already previous. It did show a previous scene that he had encountered Slimer, um, and it's maybe kind of implied that you know maybe from that point on he has more encounters with him. And then you know when he sees Slimer on on the bus, he's like, "Oh, it's you." Yeah. <laughs> See, that would have if they would have left that. It- I mean, I, I know they, they, they make their decisions for various reasons for cutting stuff, but that would have that would have been a nice buildup point earlier to have that payoff more right. more of a payoff with that line. Um, so yeah, I'm interested. In, I mean, the movie was only what an hour forty eight or something like that, so it wasn't too long. But I mean, I, I guess they they make their cuts for whatever, like I said, whatever reason they have. But even if they would have added three or four scenes in there, a minute each uh, at most. Um, I mean, yeah. hour fifty, less than two hours still. So maybe it just completely ripped apart the tone of what they were trying to get at. Uh, maybe, and once again, I think a lot of that putting that in there was due to the fact that kids love Slimer. You know, mm-hmm. like I loved Slimer. Slimer was my favorite. I thought about it today, and I was like, "Why is Slimer like my favorite character in Real Ghostbusters and all these?" And I was like, "Wait, Michelangelo's my favorite." you know turtle you know um a snarf is my favorite thundercat you know i'm like thinking maybe aka mascot slash people who eat a lot you know <laughs> like are my favorites i don't well, know why you know slimer um, you know he's funny he does a lot of you know funny goofy things so you know a lot of the kids can relate to that so um yeah it's obvious that slimer was put in this movie for the kids, you know, even though this entire, uh, the, the whole movie wasn't geared around kids, but, you know, they had to put little moments that, you know, the kids yeah. would love. Yeah, they had to, they had, you know, there there were some humorous stuff for kids. Um, there was some, a lot of more stuff for adults that, you know, it was, it was still, uh, it, it still felt like Ghostbusters. And I think that was what was the problem was like, so real Ghostbusters come out is so cartoony, so silly, so for kids. Um, and I think in the beginning they wanted Ghostbusters two to come out pretty quickly, you know, in like next couple of years. And it took five years for them, no, yeah, five years for them to make the next one. And I think it was because they probably argued on tone on you know all these different things so you know well there was there was also some studio um conflict with higher ups in the studio with bill murray i believe um uh and and so um some stuff was said about murray that he so i think that it was sort of until that person was gone from the studio i think that there was some disconnect there and um uh, when it opened up that's when murray was and i mean they had to have him in it for for a true sequel at that time um, to put the three together, the oh, three yeah. main guys together, or four if you count Ernie Hudson, but really the three main guys had to be there. Well, two of them were the writers, so. <laughs> well, you know, notice that like in um, it, it it does the same thing that the first movie did with Winston. Poor fucking Winston. God, what is wrong? Like, so 
they they put Winston in half the time of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. he's not in it as much as everybody else is. And so, like, when they're te- when it's Bill, when it's uh, with Peter, uh, Egon, and Ray down doing the stuff in the um, uh, sewer, you know, sewer lines and everything, um, digging that hole in First Avenue, um, they, uh, Ernie's gone. You know, Winston's not there. But then later, Winston is there when Peter's not there. So maybe there's a thing about only having three people because when they were down at the and the train hits Winston, you know, or whatever, and and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and and Peter's on a date with Dana, you know, like why weren't they all together? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, 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 they had to use. I, I, he he almost seems like filler. It's like if, if they had to have Peter in some other sequence. Um, to establish story with Dana that they like, okay, well we'll throw Zed in here for this. So they can have three where they can play off of each other again. But to your point, it seemed at times that he was sort of half on half off. He was only there like when it needed to have the third, third wheel, if you will. True. And that was the thing with um, the first movie. If you notice Winston doesn't appear to like halfway through the movie. You know, when he becomes the fourth Ghostbuster or whatever. Right. But like, so you would have thought that they would have kept him around, like whatever treated him. But they kept, they did the same thing. They kept him in half the time. So I'm like wondering, I went, I, I met There's Ernie a reason. once. There is a reason for that though. What was the reason? Originally in Ghostbusters, uh, the part of Winston was supposed to go to Eddie Murphy. And they couldn't get him to be in the movie. Um, so they got um, Ernie Hudson instead. Um, so, and since, you know, Eddie Murphy was a big star, that was supposed mm-hmm. to be a lot more instrumental of a role. <clears throat> excuse me. Of, of a role. They were supposed to have more of a backstory for him. I think even he was supposed to be a, I think he actually was going to be a, a PhD himself. So he would have been, you know, Dr. Zeta Moore. Um, and he was also a former military special ops. So he actually would have been the only qualified person to use a proton pack among the four of them. Um, so since they couldn't get Eddie Murphy and they got a lesser known actor in Ernie Hudson, that's why they um, drastically decreased the role. But I think in the second movie, maybe the reason why they didn't have him come earlier is because he is an employee of theirs. Like he's not like part of part of the core founders for the Ghostbusters. Gotcha. And they and as like, they as they call it in uh, right. Scream, the core four. He's right. He's the he's not the core three, right? <laughs> right. And he um, originally, like in the first, uh, in the beginning of the second one they weren't like officially back yet. They were just kind of like investigating what's going on, you know, for on behalf of Dana, they didn't really officially come back until after, um, you know, the, the courtroom scene. So, so Zed was off doing his own thing or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess because yeah. But yeah, your description. Go ahead. I was going to say later on um, it, it did kind of explain why Peter wasn't there because he was, I think they try to establish more of a relationship, you know, to kind of get Peter back with Dana. So, mm-hmm. you know, they even invited him to come with him. And he said, 
he obviously backed out of it and tried to go on the. Well, yeah, he he said something like, "Oh, would you like me to go in there, or you know, uh, whatever?" Instead of going on our date, and she laughs at him and walks, you know, taxi and is like, "Sorry, guys," and he walks off. So I mean, they do invite him, so it's not like, you know, and then they do all see each other when he they storm into the restaurant and get kicked out, and and the funniest thing is they sound crazy because at one point. They're like, oh, the cops are here. We're going to go see the mayor. Let's go see the mayor. And I'm like, like, that's not a normal thing that like people would say when they're being arrested by the cops. It's like, hey, I'm going to go see the mayor, you know, um, or whatever. Well, um, um, in, in your description, um, Danny, about um, and maybe this was changed for Ernie Hudson. But if the if the character was anything really like like that. Eddie Murphy, I don't think would have been the ideal person for that role. And it would have, I mean, it would have changed Ghostbusters entirely. I mean, I'm thinking Bill Murray off of Eddie Murphy could be some really good humor and stuff like that. But I mean, you can't, Ghostbusters is a, practically, I don't want to say perfection, but it's close to it. I mean, putting him in there, I think would have, could have taken away more than added I, in my mind. I think it would have. So th- that was part of what I didn't like about the, um, uh the the lady ghostbusters one was that um two fantastically comical actors you know are are in it to get actresses are in it together which is Kristen wig and um yeah wig. uh and um and, and and melissa mccarthy right and they're both so dynamite right that would have been like the same thing except what did they do with melissa mccarthy they made her boring and you know, Boringer, they didn't, they couldn't give her, they gave her the Ray Stance part because they did not, uh, they didn't want to overshadow Kristen Wiig, and that would have been the problem. Is um, Eddie Murphy um, probably would have gotten played, have to play second fiddle to Bill Murray, um, and Eddie Murphy's not going to play second. That's probably why he said no. You know, yeah, because that because that that would have been that would have been right after right about the time trading um, places hit and yeah. stuff like that in '83. So, um, yeah, right before Beverly Hills Cop. So, yeah, it, it just on uh, his that's way. probably a good thing. Yeah, he was on his way on his own, and I don't think I think that would have been a, a, a obviously a whole different film in Ghostbusters. Not, yeah, I don't think that that one. Yeah, at least during filming, it probably would have been a bag, battle of egos between uh, Bill Murray and and uh, Eddie Murphy. No, no doubt about that. That's interesting. Well, it, 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 and I don't know if they, if, if they, I don't think they overlapped in the Saturday Night Live time periods. I think well, Murray um, was before. Yeah, um, Murray Murphy. was before Eddie Murphy. But here, interesting, interesting thought is '83 was Trading Places with Dan yeah. Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, and that might have been the connection of like I worked with Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd saying I, I worked with Eddie Murphy, I had a great time. You know, he's very funny. Let's bring him on there. He can be the, I mean, this is going to sound racist, but I'm sorry, but he could be the black Ghostbuster, you know, which, you know, they felt like for diversity, you know, they didn't want to, if they, if they were really making it now, like other than the ghost, this Ghostbusters, but they were doing it sort of back then, like, like it would be now, it would be like a guy and a girl and a, you know, like every kind of diversity thing and and rate you know kind of thing so yeah well well Aykroyd might have i mean because he was he co-wrote it with ramus so um uh, when he was working on trading places if it was the, if the idea was percolating or being written at the time 
I mean, if he's working with Eddie Murphy. I mean, that could be instrumental into his his psyche with them uh, working on it. So, but I mean, I don't know how when Ghostbusters was written um, in conjunction with when Trading Place. I want to find out if um, if there's a let me look it up real quick. If there's an original draft of the original the first. Um, okay, so. Here's 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 what it says. Dan Aykroyd's original Ghostbusters script was vastly different. This is the one that Eddie Murphy was going to be in. Uh, if there was something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call Ghost Smashers was the original title because they did not have the rights to Ghostbusters. Um, but Aykroyd is a passionate spokesperson for the paranormal. We now know Ghostbusters as a story of a team of psycho uh, parapsychologists who go into business catching pesky spirits or terrors and citizens of New York City, uh, culminating in a rooftop showdown with a malignant interdimensional entity known as Gozer. Um, Ackroyd set Ghost Smashers in the future of 2012, where thanks to some far-fetched techno babble, a hole has been ripped in the fabric of reality, allowing ghosts and other entities to pass through into our world. This surge of paranormal activity has led to a new profession sprouting up ghostbusting. In this original vision, the Ghostbusters were already formed, and there were many and there were many teams, both good and bad, competing against each other. He did he did Marvel before Marvel did Marvel, you know. Um but um they also had a isn't boss. some of this some some of isn't some of this elements what, what basically became evolution? Maybe. <laughs> I mean uh, they also, it sounds like <laughs> they also had a boss called Shandor, you know. Ivan Reitman did work on evolution. Yep. <laughs> the tone of screenplay was darker, uh, typified by the appearance of the Ecnomobile. Let's see. I want to see. Um, well, I like the darker nature that the first Ghostbusters has over the second. The second one does have a very lighter feel to it. Um, now I say that in the movies, the second one's driven on 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 just people being mean and ugly to each other. Um, but um, uh, the second one did have a lighter feel, and I think that was the kids with the cartoons, like we were talking about earlier. So, I just um, kind of wish for the second one what they would have done is uh, kind of what they did with Afterlife and made Ghostbusters, uh, you know, make Afterlife Ghostbusters two. And have you know somehow Gozer was able to return? That would have made a lot more sense than right. having Vigo the Carpathian. So I'm like, okay, so you got another bad guy. Where he comes? Who's from? a god? Another god? You know? Yeah. So like, it was it, it was the next Zool. Yeah. yeah. No, it was the next Gozer. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, some original Gozer return. Oh yeah. Well, that's that 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 ends up being Afterlife. Gozer freaking returning. Um, some original casting choices are intriguing, and many combination would have resulted in a very different tone to the film. Ackroyd wanted Murray to play Vankman after John Belushi passed uh, passed away, so John Belushi was their original uh, their original choice to play the you know play with them because of the Blues Brothers, I guess, and and all that stuff. But uh, you know, uh, then he passed away. But several other names were bandied around, including Tom Hanks, Richard Pryor, Steve Guttenberg, and Robin freaking Williams, who later became uh, competed with them in uh, 1989 for uh, Dead Poets Society. Yeah, uh, Ackroyd, what? No, no, go ahead. I was, okay. yeah, I was saying Dead Poets Society. Ackroyd uh, originally had Eddie Murphy and mine for Winston, while John Candy and Sandra Bernhard were considered for the parts of Lewis and uh, Janine. The roles of Gozer were earmarked 
for Paul Rubens before <laughs> eventually passing to Serbian model Slavatska Joven, which kind of makes sense of the ideas. Like I thought, I thought Gozer was a man, you know, right? And he goes, oh, he's whatever he's a god. He's whatever he wants, he wants to, to be. wants to be. And that was great because that was probably because originally they had mine for a man to play that role, and then they just rewrote that line to to fit what they were like. Oh, we have a new casting choice, you know, right? Yeah. And then put and then putting Murray and um uh. Uh, Ramus together because I mean they were in, in one of my favorite comedies and stripes. I mean that the 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 just the chemistry between the two of them is just spot on. So you take the two for them with chemistry, then you have the two that are writing, connecting the other way with Harold Ramus being sort of the heart of it of the group. I guess um, it just it it just put that together. Those three together is just is pure gold. And, and, yeah. So all these other ones about putting this or that in the periphery, it's like, I mean, I, I don't think you could put any three, anybody in any of those three roles. It, it, it would have hurt. It, it wouldn't have made it any better. Um, What was what was your guys favorite scene in all of this movie? So I'm going to go with Danny first since he's our special guest. What was your favorite scene? I like the scene when um when they're actually they're doing the whole routine spook check and the um he's the head of don't steal mine yeah (laughs) oh that's a favorite one okay go ahead no go ahead go ahead finish it no so that that seems really funny uh i have to say my favorite one is like when they're they're kind of doing their research on vigo and you know they're bringing this information this is actually just before they're about to go into the museum they're telling vankman you know um backstory about about him and mm-hmm. you know how um, you know he was a madman, and basically every kind of torture he could go through—that's what he—that's uh, what he died from, and not you know, and not from old age. Like a hundred, it's like he uh, died at <laughs> well, uh, at one hundred and five years old. I'm like, oh, one hundred and five years old. He he hung in there, didn't he? Didn't <laughs> die of old age either. Yeah. it was not a natural not. death yeah <laughs> and he said not. right right before his head died right, right before his head died <laughs> it's like, it was just class uh, you classic, know like it's like know. oh my god how like so his head got knocked off he got decapitated and yet he still <laughs> got to say his last lines which i wish they had a flashback of that that would have been great you know yeah. it's but a doorway time is but a window i'll be back you know, Max von Sydow did the voice of Vigo and uh, the um, uh, the I, I, and the guy who actually played the uh, played Vigo and everything and did the and was in the painting and everything. He was uh, uh, he was pissed. You know, I read this that he was angry that uh, that they made it uh, Max von Sydow's voice mm-hmm. instead of his own. And like, what's wrong? You know, probably like, what's wrong with my voice? You know, and and uh, we had we had an incident on a movie that I uh, wrote um, or, or co-wrote um, called Mama's Boy. It was a short film, and uh, Kaylee Williams did a, a demon voice, and then. Later, uh, <clears throat> was it uh, James L. Edwards who directed the film and produced it? He changed her voice, you know, and she was pretty upset, you know, like understandably, like I 
what was wrong with my voice? You know, it's not. But when did she did she find did she find out before it was released, or did she find out? When, I, don't like, I think I, like I a, think he told her, and she okay. was mad and sad, or she was kind of sad, more or less, you know, or whatever. Yeah. That, that they did that, but or they were going to do that, but he did it, and he was like, "Well, we'll leave the thing in like the uh, extra features. You can you can see like the uncut version of of her voice in the features. So at least he did that, you know. Like he was yeah, able know, to do right? that for the Blu-ray, but uh, all in all, you know, um, I, I get that. I would have loved to see what the dude sounded like playing Vigo if it was vastly different, you know." like that or whatever uh joe what was your favorite scene um mine is probably the courtroom scene just in general i just love the courtroom scene and and, and there's a very simple point and that, that it happens and it's it's just a little joke but the expression on harold ramus's face just kills me because he and he always had that is that 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 look that it's the the smart ass little smirk type of thing and it's when they they both like, all three lit up it's like doe and then and then ray was like ray and it was just but they were just he was like egon <laughs> and he gives this look and it, i mean and, and you can't you, you can't, can't recreate it no yeah it, it, it's it's so unique to him and it's, it's so, so harold ramus spectacular yeah yeah because he did the same type of stuff in stripes and it's just something he did it a few times in this like like when they were um, talking about doing the background checks and stuff like that on on Vigo and stuff like that, I um, mean he just gives a look and it, it, it it's uniquely him and it's just priceless and to me that was just the ultimate had nothing to do with the actual development of the story others they were just and that's something that that really good movies can do it's like it, they take something that's as simple as turning on the equipment and they make a memorable moment out of it to mm-hmm. me and it's just. And it's a laugh, and 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 how Cisco and Heber can say they laughed one time in the movie. That's a time in itself for me. It's like, and then there's a million other laughs. There's that, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So so that would that be mine. So, um, um, Alfred, uh, do you want to give us your um, uh, your take on your favorite scene from this movie? Yeah, it's when Yanosh at the end of the movie, and they they kill Vito, and then um, and he's like, "Why am I all covered in goo?" Is this makes me laugh all the time? Is there? I don't know. Is, it hits me funny, but that is so funny to me. Well, he, it was happy here? goo. It was like positive yeah. goo, you know. So he's supposed to wake up feeling like a hundred, a million bucks, you know. Yeah, so I thought it was great. I just love that scene. <laughs> well, it's isn't, it, isn't, it's isn't, that's that's a scene where Ackroyd starts saying "I love you" to everybody too. Yeah, saying. <laughs> Yeah, and does he say I forgot? I I forgot, but does he say I love this town again? Because like that was his line at the end of the first movie. Is he goes I love this town, and now oh. he's like loving again. So maybe did he say it again? I wonder. I like, don't remember, but uh, he should have. <laughs> if not, that was a missed opportunity because it would be like the turtles having the cowabunga, you know, at the end of every turtles movie or whatever, you know. Um. <laughs> But uh, my favorite scene has to be the world of psychic. Um, oh yeah, holy cow! That was so fun. I forgot about that scene. That's, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> sorry, I just I wanted that show. I want that show to exist in real life. You know, like it, and then, it doesn't Murray's necessarily great. have to be Bill Murray, but somebody playing doing the world of the psychic, where you just interview, <clears throat> you know, 
I, I love it because at the end, you know, after he leaves, he's like, is this the best you can do? And the guy's like, hey, we had a bunch of call outs. Everybody thinks you're thinks you're a fraud. He goes, I am a fraud. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, kind of sets up for like how Peter is anyway, you know, and the fact yeah. we never mentioned that Ray, because so everybody has their own jobs. Uh, Ray and uh, and Owen Winston are going to to um, kids Birth parties, birthday, and parties. Yeah. birthday parties, and scraping up some extra money. Ray owns his own Ray's Occult books, which um, spoiler alert in a way, but but Alfred, just know it comes back in Ghostbusters Afterlife. They did okay. show it in a trailer, so I'm not making something that's mm -hmm. not you know that you wouldn't know. But that yeah, Ray's Occult it does. And I, and, and I and I and I love his out his um operating hours. He said on the phone, he's like open till seven weekdays, midnight on Saturday. I'm like, <laughs> that is so not 80s because nowadays, it no nothing stays open, especially in Virginia. Nothing stays open. We're all in Virginia, by the way. So that's that's kind of a neat. World's best you know? comics used to stay up till like two or three in the morning. World's best comics, and well, but now they don't anymore. But right. Nobody does. One, one thing that was uh, about that one scene of this, uh, well, I think one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie would have to be when he does, until next time, he puts his hand in his forehead, he's like, mm. <laughs> And then he's like, have a good one, everybody, or whatever. And then they have like, his face when he says, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, huh? Valentine's he just looks at the camera and goes, <laughs> no time for, what about the revenue and the profits? And the, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, all yeah. soon. <laughs> well, I didn't realize this, and I just caught it after watching it again. But so, um, Lewis Tully is running up and he says, uh, Happy New Year's to everybody, right? And people are celebrating New Year's. But in the beginning of the movie, the psychic says that the world is going to end on New Year's Eve, you know? So the psychic was right. The world was going to end on New Year's Eve, but the Ghostbusters saved the world. There you go. Yeah. I never caught that. I never once caught that. I don't know why, but I'm like, holy shit! Ghostbusters saved the world from ending. So she, so, so she wasn't a fraud. <laughs> no, he he was the one. Yeah, said. yeah, he was because she fraud, said but... Valentine's Day in 2016 oh, or something okay. like that. And I'm like, we did. I, I mean, I don't know if anybody ever pointed that out again in Valentine's Day of 2016. I don't know if anybody goes, oh, the world didn't end. You know, <laughs> we're still around. We're still around. That that lady mm -hmm. is. But we just had somebody say, like, we had the rapture, you know, and that never happened. So that was kind of, you know, we're not supposed to know when the rapture is. But still, you know, people start getting our hopes up for shit. You know, you know, especially as Christians, you know, was, was Egon doing the, the, the zap test with the cards and stuff? Was that Egon? Or was that um. In, Zap in test. You know, well, he was shocking the people. Oh, that's in the first one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, no, that wasn't Egon. That was Bill Murray. That was a uh, that was Pinkman. Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they also have dreams. they have a reference to that in Afterlife too. Oh, nice. Across the stream there, so we can get back to it. <laughs> nice. Well, they have a lot yeah. of references to the first movie and and the third one, which is nice um, because and. I don't know if they barely ever like sort of mentioned the second one and stuff, which kind of kind of sucks that a lot of people like don't think of the mm -hmm. second one that much, you know, like I think 
I think honestly, it's a pretty good stellar sequel too. It it has it has little, you know, it might have little problems or whatever with with things. I I mean I honestly don't really know though. Like I I can't think of any issue I had with. It. I thought it was hilarious from start to finish and. You know, the effects, um, the, the effects actually were better, but I get that's just time and just different technology and stuff like that, possibly five years later. Just, yeah, but I mean, because I mean, the first one does have some dated technology, but that's that's some of the that's some of the the the, the special little the, the joys of the older films is, is maybe because they, they were doing the special effects in a different way because they had to with models and different things. So there was uh, um, the, what? Go ahead. No, no. I'll just say that I just that the special effects was probably overall better in the second one. But anyway, I I read um, the en ending to the uh, first script, and there was a line like that. There was a scene that was sort of cut out where these two bums are on the street, and they get like hit with the uh, marshmallows or whatever and stuff. And so they're like, "What is that?" It's like, "Oh, is that marshmallow?" It was like, "It's some kind of mallow type." And he's like, <laughs> "Well, is there is there a giant?" A uh, mug of a hot chocolate around. He was like, "Well, that might make <laughs> sense as to why, you know, right?" And I was like, "I can see why they left it." You know, I wonder if that's a deleted scene because that would be hilarious. But I can see why they left it out of the movie. You know, like it doesn't really kind of fit with the. It's it's too goofy, maybe. You know, silly. But I liked it. Hey, there's a there's and, a chap around the corner here that. They have a full size print of, of like the Vigo. A Vigo? Yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's like you walk in. There's like six foot tall, and it's like it's like I mean, you just, I was trying. But to, can you buy it, or is it? I'm not sure, but you can go by and see it. And I'm like, whoa, that's the guy from Ghostbusters too. At uh, at at the uh, Scarefest in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, somebody had a Vigo painting and stuff. But you could you can't buy it. You can only you know. Yeah, I think one of the originals, uh, stuff like that, is it, it's like an ILM. I think um, the one that they used in the movie or the original. I would, uh, I would stand like this when uh, taking a picture of it, like like Peter Vakeman did, and I would draw a little kitten on it. Carpathian kitten loss. He's missed his kitten. We'll just put one over here by the castle. No, no, do not yeah. touch. Do not touch the so, painting. So, so well, a, a question. You're not going to get a green card, a green card with that attitude, pal. I know. Right? So, in, in in afterlife, and I uh, is is the events of two still part of canon, or is it? Is it just, they just don't address it. It's just sort of part. They of don't the address it. Yeah, they they yeah. mostly just I'm not trying to remember. talk about the first one. Um, they really gotcha. just go with the first one, yeah. and I don't know if there was there was a reason for it. Uh, they might have, you know, they you know keeping Ray's a cult. Yeah, is, so is two, you know, as part is, is a carryover from two. Um, so the, I mean, it, it does exist that that movie does exist. You know what I mean? It makes, yeah. but it doesn't. Uh, there were mainly the all the references really went back to one, including the the lead villain or whatever yeah. that we. Yeah, so we, so we movie. still think Azul or, or Gozer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that, um, so, so I guess canon is really one, two, and afterlife. I, I don't think the girls one part of afterlife. It, it's not even, yeah. No, it's kind of con considered a different 
Um, yeah, yes, universe. Which would be interesting if they do a, a Ghostbusters multiverse and they try to bring them in or whatever. And I think yeah. that actually work. You know, Jason Reitman yeah. could figure out a way to 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 make that sort of in a way poke fun of it. You know, of like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, these these people exist, but in this timeline, you know. Yeah. Um, and, it, and they're doing it. They're doing another one now, I believe. Right? Yeah. They're doing that. Yeah. yeah. They're going to. I think. Because of the WGA issues and SAG uh, strikes and stuff, which today, this is Wednesday, uh, the week before this actually comes out, uh, they were talk. They were still in talks today. They were supposed to do some more negotiations. So I don't know, you know, and uh, I hope that uh, by at least by Friday that, you know, that ends up being, you know, figured out because, I mean, they're this close to 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 wrapping this um uh stuff up you know we'll see hope hopefully they hope they can get a fair deal situated because that, that's what it, well, it, it needs to be some of the stuff that's that's been happening in the past just needs to be it, it needs to stop and it needs to be a fair right people somebody told me a fair deal would be both of them walking away unhappy exactly you know yeah, like because they're not going to you know they're not going to walk away completely happy. You know either mm-hmm. either team. So what's going to end up happening, in my opinion, and this has nothing to do with Ghostbusters, but I do want to bring this up because I was thinking about it today. It was AI is going to happen, whether or not we like it or not. You know, but to the extent of what AI can can do for performers and stuff needs to be negotiated. You know, yeah. um, people are like, oh no, AI, no wait, no, no. AI AI is here to stay. Like whether we like it or not, because it's gonna be used for everything else. Why not, you know, writing and acting? It's just gonna be the problem is the the difference is it's just going to be uh figuring out who gets the rights to that AI stuff, right? So if say one of you guys wanna act in a movie and they put you do the AI stuff you or your family or whoever owns your owns your rights at the at the end uh if they want to put you in citizen kane the remake they can you know but they have to uh they have to pay you know or whatever so it's going to yeah. happen whether we like as it or not royalties are are paid to the actor or if they pass to their family you know as as long as it's done yeah. done right yeah. 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 for um for yeah. actors using the, the likeness of actors or just yeah. AI? Yeah. okay oh yeah so like you know in and um what was that um star wars uh rogue rogue one, rogue one. uh yeah. peter cushing came back and everything and like they own the rights to what he said in the first movie and stuff, and they can probably take those things, but they don't own the rights to his face, you know, and his yeah. likeness. So I think it's the matter of like, who are you going to pay for that and stuff, and you know, and how that's going to happen. I, a lot of people are fighting like they don't want AI, and I'm telling them that I mean, whether or not you want it, it's happening. You know, it's you can't stop it. You know, all oh, you got to do is start it, embracing it. You know, I want Betamax. Well, what's... Betamax. Betamax. <laughs> um, what 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 needs to happen is is both. I mean, the, the writer stuff obviously is it's it's that's that's taken care of, but it's like the 
I don't know what the deal act. was for their pay yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, but it, but it's 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 like the actors and writers need to be treated for the creators of the stuff that, and, and and what they do, and the fact that they don't have control on that is 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 very troubling. Right, and, um, and and that's why I hope that they get something that's directionally addresses what they what they need to have because that's just i mean we we know too many of the we know a lot of the performers and stuff like that just individually and stuff and it's just that that they're like that they're that they're not being honored and and, and compensated or more so than honored compensated correctly it's tom conkle man uh yeah, exactly. showed off his like exactly. check and stuff residuals and they get paid yep. shit for for whatever yep. they need a yeah. uh and they don't get paid at all for some streaming stuff yep. you know yeah. and that's what yeah they're... and that's and, and they need to streaming needs to be acknowledged and and, and i'm there's there's business people out there for that but that's hopefully this that, that can all come clean in the, next, in the coming weeks so they can all be back to work and doing their stuff and making making great work <laughs> for yep. us to ghostbusters or baby i want I yeah. so I I want to just mention this because Ghostbusters two became you know I, I don't think it did very well you know probably flopped you know because well, it broke a hundred million I think I mean did it break hundred million on a what I budget so. oh well, I I don't know the budget on it I can uh, look it up, let's but, see if it looks but, let me look this up real quick then um it said twenty five million was the budget just real quick um and I so. 25 million something 25 million yeah. and it but it only well it grossed 112 million so yeah oh actually worldwide gross is 215 million so yeah. damn so it did it didn't it did do very well especially back in yeah. 1989 so uh that's a blockbuster right there i don't know why they i guess once again it goes to bill murray they probably asked him to do a third one and then Bill Murray said no, and uh, they're not going to do it without Bankman. I mean, I hate to say yeah. it, but uh, Ghostbusters with just Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis would not have, you know, they could have found somebody else. I mean, they could have yeah. asked Robin Williams or or somebody like that. Yeah. I would have loved to. Well, see. well, well. At least, at least with Afterlife, they they did a proper because i mean this is no no spoilers here alfred it's just the the fact that you already know that harold ramus passed away yeah. in real life so um but they they, they properly acknowledge things and and i think that that's something that i was really nervous about going into afterlife because mm -hmm. i was just like they can't how can they do this and there is proper treatment that's why i'm saying respectfully done and that's why it's it's, it's i recommend i mean if you like the first two, you'll you'll enjoy yeah. your life. I think. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, trust me, it's definitely uh, a. It's definitely a third movie, you know, and yeah. it is. It does it well enough where, uh, you know, basically passes the torch. Um, and me Paul personally, Rudd. like <laughs> Paul Rudd, yes, Finn Wolfhard. I'm I'm, okay. I'm done with them. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hate to say it, but all the, the popular Stranger Things people, I'm, I'm, I'm done with them. They're in too much. Like Finn Wolfhard is in freaking it. He was in Ghostbusters. He was at, you know what I mean? Like he, I was starting to see him too much, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like that. Were you saying? When he popped up in the Weezer, that Weezer video. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know he was in Weezer video too. What were you saying, Danny? 
I honestly wish that they use Paul Rudd more in Ghostbusters mm-hmm. Afterlife than Finn Wolf. You know, that just would have made a lot more sense. I was kind of looking forward to Paul Rudd eventually maybe becoming a Ghostbuster himself, but unfortunately didn't go yeah. that way. So. Alfred, we won't go there anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Alfred, but yeah, yeah. So the uh, writer of Ghostbusters Afterlife, who co-wrote with um, Jason what, Reitman, was, yeah, uh, Gil Keenan is it. the writer of the new, uh, new, new one coming up. So I'm excited because they were at um, a comic convention or something. They had a Ghostbusters like uh, anniversary thing, and they were they showed everybody Afterlife, and then a bunch of them came up to talk about where was going next and they talked about how they were going to do cartoons comics video games and the movie you know amusement um, park ride no <laughs> I, uh, that was one thing i think that was left out and that baseball's the game ghostbusters the game yeah they they well they had uh they had a really great I, ghostbusters game for uh, i played wii. that on like playstation or wii or something like, years ago i played that and i always had so much trouble trying to get out of that freaking building with <laughs> it was you fun know, because you got games. to zap people and you held the thing like this so you really did feel like you were zapping them and everything yeah. i loved it but I, I just remember i got stuck in a room i couldn't get out of this apartment something i can't remember the exact details but that, you were stuck. I, I remember i, I remember the endless frustration playing that game <laughs> because it was but i mean it was challenging so nothing wrong with that but anyway uh, i i would it have sounds like this. it sounds like the series is alive and well then i mean it's, yes. it sounds like it's hopefully they don't um uh overdo the, it and the franchise is back you know which yeah. they took a break on because once again bill murray and and then, um, like, Bill Murray just didn't want to play the same. Have you ever seen Bill Murray in a sequel? He doesn't do sequels, you know, to almost any... He, there's no stripes to. He's not in Caddyshack to, you know? He just doesn't do sequels, you know? And so this, like, that so, or sort of makes sense why he didn't even want to be in part two, you know? So... um but yeah, and then they they later on tried to do a part three, and it just you know, I, I remember hearing that like Seth Rogen and Jason Segel and Judd Apatow was going to be producing uh, Ghostbusters, and I thought, man, that would be awesome. And then they did the Lady Ghostbusters. Yeah, and I'm I'm and I'm I'm just glad, right? I mean, it's it stayed in the family, and I mean, he's he's an accomplished he, he's he's quality director, and it stayed. I mean, and Afterlife was well worth it. And right, uh, Ivan Reitman got to see it get finished before he passed, which is really nice. You know, I think I think he got to see it before. He you also know, he got was to be a Ghostbuster himself. What? Ivan Reitman. He got. He actually got to be a Ghostbuster himself during the the scene uh, when all of the original four Ghostbusters are firing up their proton packs in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, they had to have a stand-in for um, Egon because obviously, you know, Her- Harold Ramis has passed, and that stand-in is none other than Ivan Reitman. So when you, when you actually see the close-up of uh, Egon's hands, it's actually Ivan Reitman's hands. Nice. That's, I did I, not that, know that. That's a really that, that good brings that brings that brings it all full circle. So and, yeah. and, and like I said, so Jason, like I said, they just they, his dad. Yeah, and and, and they and, and it was just such a respectful way of 
Harold Ramis's passing that they that they were able to give his character justice. And I, I, I mean, it, it was it, it fit in the story too. So. Yeah, well, I love just I just love that this is not just a franchise, but this is a this is transmedia. This is everything beautiful about what cinematic universes can do. You know, mm-hmm. um, me once again, me being such a huge fan of Ghostbusters when I was a kid, having I used to have the firehouse, you know, and stuff. The uh, uh, I don't have any more, sadly, and I think I might. I don't think I have any of the toys anymore. Um, I don't know where they went. Uh, either they got thrown out or something, you know, or whatever. I have the, I have some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys, but I bought them, you know, from somebody or whatever. So I I still have some of my Star Wars stuff, but I don't have any any Ghostbuster stuff. I never I never liked Star Wars when I was a kid, you know. Um, What's wrong with you? No, one of my one of my best friends. This kid Jeff, he loved Star Wars and and stuff, and he tried to get me into it. I was just was like, so bored. They're just walking around this desert and stuff. It's like, what? Uh. Yeah, like that was uh, me as a you, kid. Like I, you know, did you I watch needed... anything past the first couple of scenes? Probably not. I probably got bored and was like, yeah, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't know, I, you know. Oh, and. Spaceballs made fun of the uh, the scene with the uh, with the ship and everything, and how long it took. And then eventually, it said like we break for whatever, you know. And I laughed because I rewatched Star Wars because we did it for uh, uh, Hollywood uh, or not uh, film freaks. I think Joe, were you on part of that one? I know we. I know sure. I did it with John Ward. No, I know Alfred was, you know. Um, but we did Star Wars and. Uh, was I rewatched it and I was like, "Whoa, Mel Brooks is right. This is this is like the longest fucking ship I've ever seen. Like they they did it a little longer, but like this but, this takes but, way too long." You know? But but the great the greatness of that, if you really think back nowadays, it'd be like, "Oh, it's all CGI, so it wouldn't, it, it's not that it wouldn't be that special." But that's all that's model. That's a model, right? I mean that 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 they're that they're doing that slow of. A, I understand why Spaceballs um, uh, goofed on it, but um, uh, just that slow, just push along there, and that just shows the perfection of the um, the models. Right? No, it's great like for when you're an adult. When you're a kid and you have ADHD, you're like, <laughs> get to get get to somebody fighting with a lightsaber. That's all I wanted. You know, I knew well, people. They fought. They fought, in the, they fought in the first ten seconds of the movie after the scroll. Yeah, well, they, they fought with the laser guns or whatever. You know, <laughs> you know, it wasn't until Rogue One that you see like, you know, Darth Vader being a badass, killing everybody and stuff like that. But yeah. that in the first two seconds of the movie, I think I would have probably been a little bit more hooked. Yeah, well, we, we could have a long discussion on that because I love that as a in a fan service, but in, in hindsight, that doesn't that 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 that's not a good scene. Because it, it just kind of takes away from a few few aspects of it, but that's a that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, I mean, we should have that if we ever do like an Andor discussion, you know, because they they go, go together. Um, yeah. but yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, point is, I was and, never into and, Star and, Wars. And, yeah. I was into Ghostbusters. That was more my thing. But if they had Star Wars cartoon cartoons, like like that were available on Saturday morning cartoons or something. I might've gotten into it a little bit more. Cause I know they did like the Ewoks cartoons and the, um, yeah. and, and like, I think Chewbacca have a show or something. I don't know, but they had these like shows. Oh, the droids had a show 
you know, mm-hmm. and you can watch that all on Disney Plus now and everything. Um, but if it was on Saturday morning cartoons, I probably would have watched it. You know, might have been into it. Yeah. And um, uh, getting back to uh, Ghostbusters for uh, two for one second here, or for, as we wrap up, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, what do you guys think of? I mean, I, nothing will ever top Ray Parker Jr.'s the song Ghostbusters. They even used it in the second one. But um, uh, the Bobby Brown one was definitely fit in the '80s, and it fit, and the lines from it even fit. And he even had a cameo in the scene where they played song one of the times he opened up the door at the um, at the at the mayor's house um, so that was, was bobby brown okay i was like yeah, bobby brown opened the door for him. yeah it was uh, bobby brown um, pack. my kid brother really wants one exactly and then, and, yes. you know, and was it ray uh, uh was but, it um but that's, i think ray was about to give him one and then egon said something <laughs> to him and he's like i'm like, no, like, oh, no, sorry no, <laughs> yeah but, but that song on our own it's actually not a bad song and i mean it, it kind of and, and, there's, and there's lyrics in it that fit part of the story it's not just yeah it's just it's not the service and all the stuff i just remember the video all the time with the with the oh. highlights in the wall i mean and they played right off of the original ghostbusters song for, for... the original ghostbusters song wasn't even supposed to be there there was never going to be that originally that theme song they just realized they needed a theme song you know at the end of the thing and they were having so many issues with the um uh the rights of of ghost you know um of Ghostbusters or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, like getting the name Ghostbusters, that they weren't even sure what they were going to end up calling it. So then when they, they found out, okay, it's going to be called Ghostbusters, talk to Ray Parker Jr., find out if he can do a, you know, do a song. And he was like, there's nothing that can rhyme with Ghostbusters, you know, like what? Like Ghostbusters, Schmoshbusters, yeah. like what? What can so you rhyme with it? Who you're going to call? And, and, yeah, yeah, so he, had a, he did the. the he did everything else rhymed except Ghostbusters, which ended up being like, you know, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, well, right? He man, well, well, he the, man. Yeah, exactly. And and and, and we, we we're doing a lot of '80s stuff in here, and I mean, in the '80s, every all the big summer movies, almost all of them had like the, that 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 title song, if you will, and and um, and this was that, and so. I just remember in the summer, I was like, okay, what's going to be the title song that's going to be on the radio all the time from this movie and that movie? And then and a lot of the big ones had it in this. So yeah. in, in part two, though, having Bobby Brown on there, and he was pretty big at the time because he was um, le- doing leaving New Edition, but doing his own thing and because he had his big hits with My Prerogative and all that stuff right around that time. So it was well, definitely, was... he was ho- definitely a hot singer at the moment. Yeah, that w- uh, he actually did two songs on that. Uh, he did We're Back. Um, so like, I remember that. Yeah. So when when they actually did the whole montage of the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. they're back after that. Um, that's a Bobby Brown song. And um, I think the kind of the more main kind of Ghostbusters, I guess you can say theme song for the second one was uh, labeled the same song title as Ghostbusters, but it was from Run DMZ that, you know, oh, he was yeah. uh, well known during that song, too. But um, actually, Oingo Boingo is on there, too. Elton John. Lynn Fry. Was this uh was this before Bobby Brown's uh issue, his big uh big problem, his domestic violence uh against well, Yeah, that, I think thing? that happened in the early nineties. Oh, yeah, that, um because that's, that's when he got that's, that's got with her. Yeah. yeah, this was like eighty nine. So yeah. New Edition was really big in the mid late mid, early to mid better part of the eighties. Then in the late eighties he went off and did his own thing where he did um Roni Roni and my prerogative and stuff like that. So um, nowadays he'd be canceled on, on our own 
Yeah. I don't think, I don't yeah. know, maybe it's canceled technically. Nobody, nobody ever talks about it. You know, like he doesn't get a lot of work. Uh, but he, uh, he is, he's one of those people that, uh, that uh, if you say you like his music, people are like, "Well, he did this, he did that." I'm like, <laughs> I mean, well, I, well, I, well, I know, I know, New Edition tours again, and I don't know if he went back with them or not. Because I mean, they were one of the bigger um, boy bands of, of that time. Um, yeah, early uh, before the well, before, before the Boys to Men stuff. and you know, yeah, also. well, Boys to Men. I think if I remember correctly, Boys to Men part of that is a spinoff of a couple of the guys from New Edition or. Or maybe they're the part of the other group. There was a couple of them that went different directions. I can't remember exactly which way it was. Right. But, um, you know. So, well, I don't anyways, know. So. <laughs> I think, anyway, any last thoughts on on Ghostbusters two before we wrap it up, or do you have anything else? Or we got we're, yeah. we're we're running we're running a nice long one here. I know. I actually told Danny I felt bad because Danny was like, "How long does this go?" And I was like, "An hour," and it normally does. So I, I guess having four people on, you get a bigger discussion just, just you know, with this. But sometimes, sometimes we go a little longer. You know, it's just yeah. generally speaking, we try to we try to keep it at an hour. But uh, but this we went off on. I mean, Ghostbusters too. You can't just talk about Ghostbusters too. You have to talk about Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, like the whole world, the whole universe of Ghostbusters. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I love it. it. What are you saying, Danny? I say, yeah, I got to get a little context with it. And um, what I did oh, like about with the second one, which kind of makes more sense is, I mean, you're thinking, okay, why why are they all of a sudden frauds again? But if you think of it, you know, it's five years later and you have to kind of think about the legal repercussions of everything that went on in the first Ghostbusters movie, you know, and, you know, I, what was it like a 24 story high rise? I basically got blown up and I'm sure there probably were several people that were injured in the process of them defeating Gozer. So it kind of makes sense. You know, if you think it from a legal standpoint that they would basically, I mean, yes, the city was probably thankful, but eventually they'd start, you know, Hey, a lot of people got hurt. A lot of things got damaged as a result of this. And that's why they ended up getting sued by every city and County in the state of New York. So um, the one thing that didn't happen is the government didn't step in (laughs) and uh, and and change this into the Avengers where they give them some kind of, um, uh, you know, thing saying, "Okay, you guys can be ghosts. See, that would be an interesting idea. So government comes in and says, you guys can be Ghostbusters, but only the ghost ghost busting what we tell you, you could Mm -hmm. ghost bust, you know, or whatever and stuff. And. You know, would the Ghostbuster would whoever is the Ghostbusters in the next one would they? Um, because I, I, God, I can't even say anything because uh, Alfred hasn't seen it. But it it ends where they allow ghost busting. You know, kind of yeah, thing. right. Got it. Government overreach is, is is the future and regulation and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it, then you get into whole political discussions of stuff, and that that could be interesting, but it could could go a different direction it has to it has to be done really right i mean i would love to see really that because i actually like like yeah my favorite marvel movie is uh captain america civil war because i like that idea of the the, the government stepping in and saying you know we have to regulate 
what you, you know, but it's not even just that government. Like, it's not just the United States government. It's like the, the whole, you know, United Nations and all that stuff. So, uh, they, they now have to like, I mean, it, it, they have to, it, it's kind of like, I've heard that exorcisms and, and Catholicism can't actually, uh, happen like that. You know, you can't just, you know, you can't just get a priest to go exercise. They have to go to the, they have to go to the church. They have to go to the Catholic uh, church and say, hey, we want to, we want to, we have to do this. They have to, you know, go in front of people, blah, blah, blah. And it takes some time. Then they, you know, they could say no. And then, you know, whatever. Right. Or they could say, okay, sure. You can go do this, but you know, whatever. So they go and, you know, then they're allowed to do it. So it could be interesting to see sort of what, uh, what happens if they're, you know, if they're kind of told, okay, you can ghost bust. However, you have to, we have to tell you when and where, and you know what I mean? All that stuff. You can't just have somebody call you up and say, you know, can you come over to my house? You know, um, But, Did you guys play the the Ghostbusters video game that came out back in 2009? I know they remastered it recently in uh, 2022, I think. Yeah, that's the one I was saying I got stuck yeah. in. The, I get stuck in the apartment building. I could never get out. And I got so frustrated with it. I was like, <laughs> eventually yeah, I gave up. That's a great game. Anyone who hasn't played it, I highly recommend it. It's uh, awesome. Um, it's really, I mean, it's praised by a lot of Ghostbusters fans as essentially mm -hmm. being Ghostbusters 3. They continued from the storyline of the original two movies. There's there's a lot of references to both of them. Mm -hmm. And the original cast is back for the voice. The original Stephen cast Bill is back. Yeah. They actually, yeah, they brought back all four original Ghostbusters um, to reprise their role. The voices, obviously. The voices. All, all animated. Yeah. And then um, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wrote the story for the video game. And um, there was actually a particular scene where the mayor uh, talked with them and kind of made them kind of like a new uh utility service within the city so they actually kind of uh, you know like the fire department or the police department or you know like you it's know, actually like not a bad company. idea yeah so they end up kind of becoming like their own separate entity but they essentially become like a service to the city um huh. but they still have to be regulated so the the mayor actually has them they have to deal with walter peck the epa guy yep. again i've so met him He's oh, a really, really nice guy. I did not call him Dickless. <laughs> so that would not have been that Probably would not, not have been charming. What yeah. he's like, what what is the magic word? What is <laughs> the Murray. magic word? Please. 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 <laughs> Can I please see the storage facility? The storage? Why would you want to see the storage facility? <laughs> well, because I'm curious. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Shut there this off. Go. Shut all of this off. Mm -hmm. Like that would be a bad uh, idea. Don't do that. Yeah, but, uh, but honestly, nothing tops that first one. Yeah, yeah. nothing tops that first one. They didn't actually think about the the environmental repercussions of using those extremely dangerous proton packs. Right. Yeah. It's that, but, and we never see the. Do we ever see the containment system in the uh, second one? I don't remember. No, I don't think we did. Think Maybe like a brief shot of it, but. Yeah, in the first one, when the uh, they're in the elevator and they turn on the first Dan Eckers reactor, or the, and they both stand back. They're like, "Oh, they're, they're in the elevator." They're, they're I, and one of, I, 
And I think it was one of them. Like it's like it's like like let's, let's leave. <laughs> He's like let's get out of he here. Said, and he goes he goes he goes. <laughs> well, even before then, they were talking about the Twinkie, you know, yeah. and everything, and how it would be the like if if that were to happen, it'd be the Twinkie the size of whatever, and it became a damn big, a big Twinkie, Twinkie by the end of the movie, <laughs> you know, or yeah. whatever. And, and Zed, Zed was like, that, "That that's a big Twinkie. <laughs> it's yeah, a yeah. big Twinkie." <laughs> Yeah. Oh but man, I should have got to sign. I I got him to sign it, Ernie Hudson to sign something once, and I should have had him sign. That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> you yeah, know, I for me, and I did have him do that. Was that? I did have him. I met him at the Comic Con of Virginia Beach about five or ten years ago. And you got and him to sign that? Yes, yeah, it's a big Twinkie on there. <laughs> I'm sure he gets that all the time. Just like, yeah. just yeah. like, sadly, poor William Atherton. I remember hearing a story of him walking uh, outside, and somebody said, "Hey, Dickless," and he was just like, "Oh." Well, shit, God. he's got the guy from Die Hard and 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 Ghostbusters, and he's like, "It's just he can't couldn't win in those movies." But because yeah, he's the villain. He's a dick in both of those. You know, yeah. um, he was. He was the villain in Real Genius as well. So yeah, oh, true. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> man, the eighties really did not like him. You know, like he was. Uh, but it's so funny because like he's such a great actor. Like I love that guy. And then yeah. meeting him and chatting with him, he was just he was so nice, just so laid back, and just you know, whatever. And and yeah, I did think of Real Genius when I was seeing him because I'm like, oh my god, he's so tall. You know, and I'm short, so I'm like, oh my god, ah, uh, you know, he was he was a nice guy. Um, meeting Ernie Hudson, I never got to meet. I haven't met Dan Aykroyd. Definitely didn't get to meet Harold Ramis, who made my fa- my favorite Bill Murray movie, which second favorite Bill Murray. The Ghostbusters is obviously my first, but my second is uh, Groundhog Day. So, oh yeah, oh oh, see, you got two of them. Uh, stripes for me. Stripes. Uh, <laughs> So we talked about that on a previous spot one. Yeah, uh, well, Harold yeah. Ramis didn't direct that one. Ivan Reitman did, which is cool because then he went to do Stripes, then he went to do Ghostbusters one and two. So he, um, yeah. and then he did Twins and you know and whatnot. I think in Kindergarten Cop, <laughs> or Ivan, I think he directed Kindergarten Cop if I'm correct. Uh, not 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 his finest movie. In my opinion, but it's still fun. It's just, you know, didn't Reitman direct? Didn't he direct Junior as well? Junior, I think so too. Yeah, sequel to yeah. Twins. They were supposed to work on a third one. It was gonna be. I, I, I thought I, I thought I heard something like in the past year or two that they were talking about it. And I think Eddie Murphy was gonna be the. Oh, uh, the triplet. Be the triplet. Yeah. I think that oh, was the whole plan. That's funny. That would be funny, like because that goes back to Ghostbusters, you know, yep. that he was yep. supposed to be in Ghostbusters. There you go. So, uh, but I don't know who's gonna who would direct it. You know, I don't. Do we have another Ivan Reitman out there? Like, there's nobody else that, you know, can do that. Um, by the way, he was set up. If you, I don't know if you guys know this information, but he was going to be the director of Memoirs of an Invisible Man before John Carpenter took over. 
And uh, he was originally going to make it like Ghostbusters, where it's very sci-fi, you know, like very visual effects heavy and stuff. And and Chevy Chase was the big star of it and said, oh, no, I want it to be the uh, to, to I want to be an actor in this movie. I want to show the um, uh, the uh, the loneliness of invisibility. And William Goldman was writing it and was like, okay, we've got two different people, two different sides of what they want to do. And they kicked Riven Reibman off the movie because, well, Chevy Chase was the star, you know, and they hired um, uh, John Carpenter, you know, and stuff. So that's not, I don't, I don't even remember. I only saw that movie once and I did not like it. So I'd have to re retry it out because i do love John. i thought i saw it like i saw it on like a vhs screener back in my blockbuster days <laughs> yeah because it was it was yeah we'd have to maybe we'd have to do it someday for uh for hollywood boulevard because maybe if we do 90s season <laughs> yeah yeah so so on that note with the with the next episode on uh, it's alfred's pick next right? yeah alfred alfred you're next yeah. do you have an idea or do you not who what? Uh, for your next <laughs> 80s movie. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Hey, was Spies Like Us is one. Or am I supposed to say or oh, no? Yeah, you can tell it. Yeah, so Spies Like Us, is that where you're... Yeah. Let's Another, see isn't that Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> um, it's got, uh, yes, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, there you go. Well, that, that, and, and that would kind of fit with his, um, because uh, um, he did Running Scared, last his last pick. So, yeah, with um, Billy buddy, Crystal, yeah. Buddy thing. So sort of sort of a buddy camaraderie type of thing with uh uh biting <laughs> humor. I, think if I did not them. do this one, I did kick myself because I I use so much, I used a lot of this dialogue in real conversation today. <laughs> I was like, All right. Well But yeah, uh, that's what we'll be doing, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. There you about go. That. So that'll, that'll be the next episode. And Joe, do you know what you're gonna do for the last one? Um, I have not decided yet. I, 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 now that I know where that one's at, and I can sort of put a put a bow on the 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 wraparounds of of, of our okay. I'll have something. I'll have something by the time. So we'll it, we'll it. have one in November, one in December. We're gonna wrap there we the go. season. So well, if you, there if we you go. guys want to know, uh, if you want another episode for um for the Halloween season, it'd probably be uh, fitting for it. Uh, the Burbs would be good. Uh, another <laughs> good eighties like. If the burbs i love that that's movie, a good Tom one hanks yeah we're definitely gonna do that eventually we just haven't gotten there yet and, i haven't oh, seen that one yet either you never oh, seen the burbs oh probably watch that tonight with one of the ghostbusters afterlife <laughs> nice oh man you got a double header right there like that's, that's that's a nice that's a nice double header that's a oh, nice yeah. double feature there yeah, I'd love to see it. Too, we would have Harry and the Hendersons on top of that. <laughs> I the love Harry and the Hendersons. God. Yeah. Was that? I was just saying that Burbs is absolutely hilarious and kind of like on, on a similar vein of uh, kind of goofy comedy like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's And, and yeah. I mean, it's not like special effects anything, like no special effects, but... A little bit. Not, not a lot. Yeah. And uh, was it... Yeah. Uh, uh, isn't Corey Feldman in that one too? Which yeah. we did. Yeah. Uh, did we do Goonies? We did Goonies, right? Yeah. And then we did. Uh, uh, we did. Um, what's the other one with Corey Feldman? Um, Lost Boys. 
We haven't done the Lost Boys, I don't think. Ooh, you need to do Lost Boys. That'd be good to use. Like, yeah, well, it's funny because I do all these other shows too, and I've done the Lost Boys on '80s horror films, you know, or whatever. So, I think I just haven't put that up there, or and, and nobody's suggested it yet, you know, for it. Um, do it. But sometime we'll probably do the Lost Boys because that's a that's a classic Hollywood um, horror flick. Uh, what's the other one? Um, was it Corey? Oh, Gremlins. We did Gremlins. You know. Yes, Gremlins. Which, well, yeah, which had uh, which had Corey Feldman in it as well. So we've oh, we've yeah. done a lot of Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was a big staple in the eighties. I never like really realized how big yeah. he was in the eighties. Bigger well, than the running a- theme in mine was yeah. Well, the one running theme was in mine because I I think Gremlins was my pick in earlier in the season. Was it this year that we did Fast Times at Richmond High also? So right. I had the, the the Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates was in both of those. So it's like, so it was like they were joking, like, what's the next one going to be? Is it going to is it going to be Gremlins 2 or something like that? I mean, <laughs> Judge Reinhold Judge wasn't Reinhold. in uh, Gremlins 2, was he? Well, that's true. That's right. He wasn't. So No. Um, I was at, yeah. So I don't know if I'm he's ever, were they ever in another movie together or not? You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they, they I don't think they were. I don't so, think they were. No. But I love yeah, both so of them. I, um, I actually just bought. Uh, I bought a movie. I don't know if I can show you guys or not, but I bought a DVD of a movie that has uh, Phoebe Cates in it. It's called The Anniversary Party. Hmm. Uh, I think I think that's her last last film she's done. Um, is it? Um, so she, Jane well, Adams. She retired. She re- yeah, yeah. yeah, she retired from acting after. Um, uh, um, Oh, Princess Caribou in the early nineties, yeah. and then she came back and did, I think Anniversary Party was like a one or off, and she might have done one other one, but she but she, she like did a it because in New York now. Jennifer Jason Lee was the director of it. There you go uh, from Fast Times at Richmond High. So it would have been cool if they Absolutely. got Judge Reinhold to to pop in or whatever, but you know, like even for a cameo, like it would be even funnier if like Phoebe Cates was masturbating and you know, and and Judge Reinhold walked in on. <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole different direction with that <laughs> well it's more adult it's straight to r so you know why not yeah true um, yeah anyway uh we're we're wrapped here uh i just want to say thank you danny um we really really appreciate you coming on being our special guest and everything uh, especially last minute notice i mean literally like yesterday asked you to do this and and originally you were not able to, but you you made made it and were able to, and I really appreciate that. Um, and what, brought, what's your podcast again? Yeah, uh, Coaster Junkies. I also do one uh, with my wife. Uh, we're big Star Wars fans, so we do Star Wars Roundtable, and it's roundtable discussion like this, but all things Star Wars. Nice, Ooh, nice, great. Do you talk about hey, the new hey, Star Wars or what? Yeah, well. Uh, a little, a little bit. Um, I mean, I'm personally not a huge fan of the sequels. Um, not many people are actually. The, <laughs> original trilogy and the prequels, uh, absolutely. Um, but the sequels. George not- Lucas involved stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. You love Disney, but you know, like you love Disney World. Well, we. Um, <laughs> there are some things that Disney did right with with Star Wars, but not the sequels. Uh, with, no. with the Disney Plus shows, yes, um, but the sequels not so much. Yeah, I, I actually I, I need to finish up Ahsoka. I need to finish that up, and then um, I I need to um, 
Uh, I need to I need to watch Andor all the way. I'm like probably halfway through and just haven't just it haven't has a slow build up, but it ends up being a good good. Yeah, I did not like Obi Wan. I'm sorry. I tried. I just I couldn't get into it. And just I, it thought felt... it was, I thought it was okay, but it just didn't. It, yeah, uh, it didn't do anything special. But that's what I'm saying. It, okay. it that was the problem. It didn't. The problem with doing these movies where they sort of take place in between stuff is you can't do stuff this way and you can't do stuff that way, right? And so you're kind of stuck and you have to tell a story within this thing. And I think if they had concentrated more on Luke, you know, instead of Leia, Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a more interesting story. I think Leia, to me, was obnoxious and I just couldn't, couldn't take her. Like, I was but just at the, like, but at the but at the same time, someone you it, it can be done right because Rogue One proved that, so, right? I mean, no, even, I mean, even though you, you even though you know a story, you know where it's going to end. It's it's still it's um it can it can be done. It just has to be done. It has uh, to be handled correctly. Mm. And, Look at us so. Star Wars nerds talking about yeah, Star right. Wars. You know, um, but hey, yeah. Once again, another you could what? have a a Star Wars episode for. Hollywood Boulevard. That is very much. Uh, That's very much Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't done that yet, have we? I we could do the Christmas special. We yeah. might have in the first season when so Hollywood Boulevard started on Blog Talk Radio, and mm-hmm. it was uh, me, Alfred, and this dude Donnie uh, Sturges, and then Donnie kind of disappeared. Like, I I don't mean like. Like he just, you know, stopped talking or whatever. He literally, like, he got rid of his Facebook. Like, he got rid of his Instagram for a while. He brought back his Instagram. I don't know. He's all wherever. And so Alfred and I were like, because we left after the first season doing that. And uh, then we kind of brought it back for uh, Indie Film Cafe's uh, network. But uh, we we probably, Alfred, we might have talked about Star Wars, right? Do you remember? You think we? I think we talked about the first Star Wars in the big sense of the trilogy or the quadrilogy or this. Yeah, we talked about the sense of. I remember Last Jedi just came out, and we were talking about that. You know, that might have been it. We might have talked about like the Last Jedi or one of those, yeah. one of those things. Or yeah, I think Joe was in there too. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember if I did. Okay. Well, anyway, we've, uh, yeah, so we have sort of talked about it before, I think, but not much. So we could always bring bring back, I mean, Star Wars is so big. The universe is so huge. We could even do the Star Wars universe and just talk about our, our love for it. So uh, I think we go. might even do that again for Marvel. Um, Joe and I were doing a show that I'm bringing back next year i don't know if joe will be involved much or or not maybe a special guest if you want uh joe you're very welcome but the mainstream is coming back and uh stuff and that's sort of like this but um i'm gonna try to switch it up a little bit and be different what are you talking about a car show podcast you're talking classic cars like vroom vroom you mm, tell you you're gonna do a classic car podcast or something oh the only one i was gonna do is classic horror television I like the classic cars. Okay. Oh no, classic horror. Okay, I, can, I can see where cars and horror kind of sound if you say it fast enough. Kind of sounds similar. No, classic horror television, not classic. Classic car. I'm not into cars. I'm into movies. So anything would be movies and television, not uh, not cars. Well, there there were some cla- good on, on on mainstream. We did have some good discussions with like um, 
Oh, well, we did what Friday Thirteenth and stuff like that. The the the, the series. Yeah. Yes, we did. So we, I, I want to bring you back. I just maybe I'll talk to you, Joe, more about it and like trying to figure out mm-hmm. how it can be different than this podcast because this kind of this kind of took over for that, you know. And that's yeah. I think yeah. that's why I stopped it. Um, but yeah, I want to yeah. bring that back next year. I, next year is going to be in crazy with the indie film cafe network we're 2024 we're doing it up so get ready for that um and uh so thank you danny once again um i've been i was on your show was that i am for coaster junkies once i think i was yeah for coaster junkies um for bush gardens right yeah for uh for hollow scream for hollow scream yeah haunted mazes i know we've been talking about doing another another version of that i want to do another one yeah, because I want to try to go because uh, we actually, John, uh, Scott, and I, um, we actually went previously earlier in the season for Hello Scream, and it was kind of a busk, but it was a Sunday, so we're going to try to give it one more try on a Saturday. But we can't do like what we did, which is we actually yeah. spent money on, like, uh, if we had saved our money and waited till we could do it on a Saturday, yeah. uh, it would have been better. But we didn't know that. We thought if Sunday, why not? It's going to be less lines. Less line also meant less people in the, you know. Yeah, they don't thing. staff the mazes as well on Sundays, yeah. unfortunately, because they're it's not as crowded, so they don't staff it as well. But I wanted to let you guys know um, about the uh, the video that I mentioned earlier. For there was a concept for a roller coaster for Ghostbusters. I just dropped it in the chat for you. Oh, oh awesome concept! So I will have to check that out. So if you know. want to share that. Um, with with your viewers i think that's that's a cool video for them to check out yeah i will copy and paste and then uh then share it into the group and the thing so thank you so much danny you're awesome and we really appreciate it um i just once again i love the fact that you were my ad for like sasquatch or yeti and then you helped on follow me and then everything and then and then joe became my ad for like supernatural assassins so it's like two of the ad's i had you know, together who have never actually met, you know, this is your first time, I believe. So, uh, yeah. so hopefully this won't be your last, uh, hopefully you guys there will you be go. back, uh, chatting again. Um, yeah. and something else. Love um, to join you guys again. Once again, uh, film freaks is also a similar kind of show where we talk about the movies that we love and everything. So a lot of these shows can be part of that. And, um, so I might bring you back on for that one or whatever. That's a video show. That's a YouTube show. So, there you go. Film freaks is a, film freaks is an excellent um, idea, and that's I, I where that that's, that's where they met that's... for the first time. Is uh, Alfred and uh, Joe were on uh, the episode first one. one. Yeah, the thing, you know. So yeah. and then no, you no, guys... no, no, what, what, no, it was, it was the what, no, no, it was, it was the, the fog, the fog. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. the fog. So yeah, you guys met on that one, and then later you guys were on uh, together for uh, I believe uh, Jaws. And uh, yeah, and then were you guys both on RoboCop? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, you so, said you said you said you counted. I, I've I've been on on there nine times or something like that. I think eight or that's nine times. Counted, something like that, yeah. Something like that. Because I was just yeah. doing. I'm 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 creating the Film Freaks Instagram and I'm putting all the videos up and everything's gonna it's gonna be done by the end of this week with all the videos. So there you go. Um. But yep. Yeah. So all right, you guys. Uh, you guys, all good. Everybody, uh, yep. good. Good. Ghostbusters that. two to death. So there, there you we go. go. We created a ghost. Um, 
So this chick is toast. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be done, and we'll uh, we'll be back next month with Alfred's movie. And I guess it's gonna be spies like us. So I'm excited. I've not seen that movie since I was like a kid. So um, I'm really excited to rewatch. And I, I, and I think I own that one, so that will be a, an easy pull. If not, I can find. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. I you know, have a two pack or something. Of spies like us and uh, nothing but trouble. Nothing. But I've, oh seen God, no, I've seen that. No, no, not that movie. <laughs> that was the only That's way. That's one find of the best it. lines in it ever. I hope she's sitting here with his, uh, my queen. My sister was queen of the Mardi Gras with a pickle shooting train. <laughs> that that movie is something else, John. I know. Gee, I've, see, I've seen nothing else. but trouble, and uh, oh boy, um, and that that is like crazy. That's funny though, because that is a good double feature because both have Dan Aykroyd and. Uh, and Chevy, Chevy Chase in it. So yeah. Well, that one is like, uh, what the heck is it's a what the fuck Friday for sure. You know, yeah. I might I might be able to use that for that one. You know, Paul would probably have a fun time watching watching that train wreck of a weird movie. Well, it literally <laughs> is a train wreck with a hot dog train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seeing all sort of prosthetic makeup on Dan Aykroyd and then yes. candy and drag. He looked worse than uh, Dan Danny DeVito as the as the penguin. You know? just, nothing but trouble is disturbing. I'll say that at least <laughs> it's funny and disturbing. Oh. All right, guys, we're, we'll be All back right. next month for a brand new episode. Until then, everybody, bye. Take care, bye. y'all. Listening to the Hollywood Boulevard Podcast.